How's everybody doing today? Everybody doing well? See you brave the storm or the rain, I guess. Looks like we got about a three-hour window where where uh, it's not going to hit anything around us anyway. And then this afternoon and tomorrow, tonight, tomorrow it's going to be kind of windy and a little, a lot rainy, I guess. Everybody doing well today? I want to welcome our online group of folks. Glad that you're with us this morning on GNU Online. Thanks for being here today. Um, I told you last week that I was going to be speaking this morning on birth pains and kind of put uh, the pandemic and everything that's been going on with that in a biblical perspective and kind of, kind of walk you through that, but I'm, I'm not going to do that this morning. I apologize if you came expecting that, but I've got to go a different direction. Um, I have no notes. <laughs> I have no notebook. Um, I got my phone in my back pocket if I have to look up a passage, but, but here's the deal. I have been watching now for the last few weeks the, the, the situation in our country with all the racial unrest and, and everything, and I cannot, as a leader and as a spiritual leader and the pastor of a church, sit idly by and not say something. And so this morning, I'm going to try to put this in perspective. I will probably offend you at some point, uh, depending on which side you're on. Uh, I tend to be an equal opportunity offender <laughs> when it comes to stuff like this. Uh, so, uh, I grew up, I was born in 1962, so I grew up uh, in my childhood in the 60s and, and, and um, in the Deep South. I grew up in Panama City, Florida. And I remember as a child, um, getting up six, seven, eight years old, I remember seeing crosses burning and people in hoods and, and all that. I remember when they began to bus African-American children into our white elementary school. I remember I was in the fourth grade before I ever had an African-American person in my class. Um, we had white schools in Bay County and we had black schools in Bay County. I remember seeing water fountains around the courthouse over there that said whites only. I also remember as a little boy going into a grocery store, my dad would take us Take me in there sometimes. We'd go in there and have breakfast. When I would go to work with him, and I remember seeing a picture on the wall of that grocery store, that deli there, of black men hanging from a limb of a tree over one of the bay over there. I wasn't raised around racism. Um, my dad was a business owner. He had white people and African-American people working for him. Um, matter of fact, the African-American people made more than the white folks did. My dad taught us to respect one another. Try to teach our kids the same thing. Kim grew up in Flint, Michigan. A lot of racial riots and stuff like that around that area growing up. Racism is not a southern thing. Racism is not a, an American thing. It's a global thing. If you want to talk about a pandemic, let's talk about that. It's a cultural issue 
And all the strategy in the world will not change a cultural issue. Peter Drucker says that culture eats strategy for breakfast. And it does. Because culture is not something that you change by standing on the outside of it and screaming at it. Culture is not something you change by going, well, you ought not to do that. Or you shouldn't be this way or you shouldn't be that way. The only way that culture is changed is if you get inside it and you begin a new culture and you allow that culture to grow and you nurture that culture to a point that it overtakes the previous culture. That's the only way that culture changes. The only way it changes. The Bible talks about this and it's God speaking in the book of Micah. He said, I have shown you what is good. And this is what I require of you, to act justly, to show mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. What we're seeing in our country and is a disparity in justice. There's a gap between what happens to one segment of our, con- of our, of our country and another segment of our country. And the divide is the race. There's a racial divide. Some like to stand on the sidelines and go, well, it's always been this way and we'll just kind of sweep it under the rug and we'll just kind of ignore it and, and, it'll, and it, this will pass in a few weeks and it'll be something else and it'll be something else. And, some, and, and there's a lot of truth to that statement that it will pass. But it doesn't really go away. It just goes down. It just kind of just goes below the surface and then it just continues to fester below the surface. And I've listened to argue, people argue and debate this over the last few weeks and What happened to Mr. Floyd in Minneapolis should never happen to anybody, ever. But it did happen, and we've got the young man that was killed in in Brunswick, Georgia. We've got the young lady that was killed um, not too long ago in her home. This has been going on for years and years and years and years and years, and it's not something that, that is uncommon to us. But as Christians, we have, we've, there's something that we've got to be able to look at and there's something we've got to be able to do. We talk about the God of revival and God pour it out, pour it out, pour it out. But what, do, what do we really mean about when it comes to our individual stance on these things? What do we really mean when we go, God, I want revival, when we sit idly by and we see all of these things happening and we justify our attitudes toward it by going, well, if that was a white person or this colored person, it wouldn't be going that way. What would happen? That's not the argument. That's not the statement. That's not even the thought process that we take. The process that we have to take as believers is this. We have to begin to give respect. Because the only way that healing can come in relationships, the only way that healing can come in in, in racial tensions, the only way that healing can come in a nation is through the choice to respect and then the decision to earn that respect. It's not stepping on the sidelines and going, well, I wonder what would happen if, it would, uh, if this was a Caucasian person or if this was an Asian American or if this was a, uh, a Hispanic American. That's, those conversations, that's not the perimeter. That doesn't need to even be said. And we need to take that thought captive because it's not a godly thought. It's not a godly thought. The godly thought is this. Jesus said, I have need to go by way of Samaria. Jesus stepped across racial lines 
and cultural barriers. And he sit and he talked to a woman. He developed a relationship with her, had a conversation with her when nobody else would. She came to that well, that time of day, so that no one else would be there. And look, I'm not condoning anything. I'm not condoning looting. I'm not condoning any of those things. But here's something that you need to think about this morning. There was a time in our country 240 some odd years ago, plus years ago, when we had a group of individuals that were so fed up with the way the government was treating the colonies at that time, taxation without representation, that they looted a ship and poured it into the har- poured the tea in the harbor, and it's in our history books. I'm just telling you, I want you to think this morning. Because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you can bury your head in the sand and ignore reality. I'm not saying looting's right. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying, what do you do with the Boston Tea Party? We get incensed, and, 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 and I, I appreciate the freedom that we have in this country. I love being American. I don't want to live, I've been a lot of places. I don't want to live anywhere else. I want to live in the United States of America. We are free. You're meeting here. You drove here this morning. You told people on your way, I'm going to church tomorrow, and you don't have to worry about being arrested because you come to church. I don't have to worry about being fined or being put in prison or being hauled out of here in handcuffs because I can speak in the name of Jesus, the strong son of God this morning. But the same rights that guarantee my freedom to do those things gives a football player the right to kneel during the statue, the, the, the Star Spangled Banner. I'm not, I'm, not demeaning, I'm not demeaning our flag. I'm saying that the Bill of Rights and the Constitution of the United States, as wonderful as they are, are both blessing and curse. Because you can't pick and choose freedom. If we're free, we're free. I told you some of you are not going to like what I say. It's not about agreeing or disagreeing with what they do. It's not about that. It's about understanding that the reality is this, that in the United States of America, that a woman has the right to choose to terminate a pregnancy because she is free to do that. Does it mean it's right? I'm not talking right or wrong. I'm just saying because of freedom in this country, this is the reality. A person has a right to burn a flag because we're free to do that. We live in a free country. The same freedom that guarantees someone's right to speak and degrade Jesus and degrade the country and degrade people is the same freedom that I stand under every Sunday morning and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm just saying understand that freedom is freedom. So what do we do? What do we do as believers? We choose the path of respect. Look, I have stood over the flag great coffin of men and women who have given their life for the freedoms that we enjoy. And I honor that flag. But it's bigger than the flag. It has to be bigger than the flag. Those of you that serve in our military, I honor you. I honor you. And yes, it's a rallying cry. And yes, it is everything. It stands for the freedom that we enjoy. 
But freedom is freedom. The same freedom that gives me the right to do what I'm doing on Sunday morning and, and live above the ground with my Christianity and tell people about Jesus when I have opportunity is the same freedom that allows a man or a woman to choose the LBGTQ lifestyle. I'm not talking, I'm not talking, well, biblically, I'm not talking that this morning. I'm just, I want, I want to put this in perspective for you today. And I want you all to understand that there is a point in time that as people of the book, as people who claim to know Jesus Christ, that we have to look to the example of the one that modeled this for us. And that is that Jesus ate with publicans and sinners. The religious people looked and said, why does your leader eat with such scum? It's warm in here today. But yet he continued to do it because he said this. He said, the righteous don't need me. What was he doing eating with people like that? What was, he, what was he doing fellowshipping with people like that? He was building relationships. He was showing respect. Healing only comes where respect is both given and earned. We're quick to go, well, yeah, but respect has got to be earned. Well, it has to be given. I have to choose to give someone the respect because they're a human being. They're a human being. They're created in the image of the same God that I'm created in. They are fearfully and wonderfully made just like I am fearfully and wonderfully made. They are knit in their mother's womb by the same creator that knit me in my mother's womb. We have to step back from the rhetoric and step out from underneath our predispositions and recognize that there is a way that seems right unto man, Christian men and women, but it, it also leads in death. The way that we approach this has to be through I'm choosing to have conversation with you. I'm choosing to get to know you. I'm choosing to have a relationship with you. I'm choosing the path of respecting you. I'm not asking you to earn it. I'm just choosing to give you respect because you're a human being just like I am. That's what Jesus did. I've listened, to, I've listened to a lot of conversations over the last few weeks and struggle with this morning greatly. I've had people tell me down through the years, I remember as a teenager, we had a, we had a gentleman in our church that, he was a deacon in the church at the time. And he made ridiculous racial statements while he was teaching this class many, many times. I've heard denominational leaders make statements like, well, we are equal but separate. When trying to figure out how we can, as a, as a fellowship, reach more people in the African-American and, and uh, Hispanic-American culture. And our denominational leader stands in front of four or 500 pastors and go, we must understand, brothers and sisters, that we are equal but separate. That's just a load of crap. Sorry. (laughs) 
I can't speak for anybody else. And you may run me out of town on a rail when the day's over with. But I stand with the words of Joshua. You can choose to go about this any way you want to choose it. You can choose the gods of the Amorites, the Hittites, and all the other ites. But as for me and my house, we will choose the Lord. People matter to God. People matter. And there shouldn't be social injustice. There shouldn't be inequity in our justice system. There shouldn't be, and you can, look, you can argue it all day long. I'm telling you, the data is solid. It's hard to understand it as a white guy. It's hard to understand it. And until I've walked a, a mile as an African-American or an Asian-American or a Hispanic-American, a mile in their shoes, I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like to be Charles and Joyce Mace in America. I've talked with them. They're friends of mine, people that I love dearly. Cecil and Marnita Wilson. Jerron and his family. Calvin and Tanya. But I've never walked in their shoes. I don't know what it's like. Other than what it's like being an American on foreign soil in a country that hates you. But I can't speak to it in America because I've never walked there. I grew up, we weren't wealthy, but we didn't lack. We didn't lack. And I've never been pulled over because of the color of my skin. I've chosen to lead you and pastor you and develop a culture here in this church, in this family, that is one of love, acceptance, and forgiveness. It sees no color. It sees no color, but neither can we sit on the sidelines and go, well, if it was this way or that way, no, it's not. It's just, this is the deal. This is the deal. Jesus died for all of us. And there should be no disparity in this nation based on the color of a man or woman's skin. And there will not be at Generations United as long as I'm the pastor of this church. Look, Jesus requires us to act justly, to show mercy, and to walk humbly before him. That means that I choose the path of respect. I choose the path of respect. I don't know what else I can say this morning. I do have a quote from Herman Munster. that I'm going to read. How many of you know who Harmon Munster is? And this is a direct quote from the show, The Munsters. I'm not, I'm not belittling anything. I'm not, I'm not belittling this at all. Here's what it says. Bring me that paper, sweetheart. Thank you. Herman Munster, the lesson I want you to learn is it doesn't matter what you look like. 
You can be tall or short, fat or thin, ugly or handsome, like your father, or you can be, be black or yellow or white. It doesn't matter. But what does matter is the size of your heart and the strength of your character. That's what matters. Charles and Joyce met with me this week, and, and they said, we, we think God's given us a word for Gen U. And as I listened to it, I thought, okay, if there ever been a word, this is a word. It's a little lengthy, but I'm going to read it, and then we'll, we'll probably put it out in Gen U Weekly this week so you can have it if you want it. And I'll close with this, and Tommy will be up here to clean up this mess in a minute. Clawing at each other, no understanding, so full of pain, inflicted by who? Who's to blame? Not me, it's you, it's you, not me. I'm right, you're wrong, you're right, you're, you're wrong, I'm right. The unseen enemy shouts, fight, fight, fight. Country, city, minority, majority, black, white, pointing fingers disparagingly, conditional love, inauthenticity, all giving way to his tyranny. Pay for the sins of your fathers. It's mine, not yours. Not yours, it's mine. I deserve it more. Unseen, the enemy opens the door. Can't you see the smoke and mirrors? The mirrors and smoke, clouded perception, so emotional, heartbreaking. Did he just do that? I don't know. I don't really care. Judging before seeing, seeing what's not there, unseen, the enemy fills the air. How can we see? We have no eyes. How can we hear? Will media subside? With all their miscues and misdirects, stirring up strife and enmity, causing death. Deaths of the cable wrapping around our minds, not just cable, it's direct. Directly, daily, directly, breathing venomous doctrines of debate. Soaking it in so we don't hesitate. To excel it out, not about love, it's all about hate. Some things just don't matter, they say. Not my problem, turning heads the other way. Really, why don't they just acquiesce? But for me or against me. Be for me or against me, dare not disagree. Quickly, quickly make up your mind. Be for me or against me, take a side instantaneously. Stand on your mountain of pride. The unseen enemy continues to divide. I'm right, you're wrong. You're wrong, I'm right. Only hearing the enemy's voice saying fight. Mother against daughter, daughter against son, son against father, father against none. Father against none walking away distantly as the unseen enemy laughs hysterically. Hold up. Give me another minute or two. Don't be distracted. There is something we can do. Come closer. Come, come calmly, collectively in peace. Collaborate with me. Let's write our own destiny. Lay down our weapon of hostility. Lay down our weapon of disunity. Come, put all that stuff down. I know it's hard. We've been programmed. Lay down the weapons calmly, collectively, intentionally, and intentionally pick up the sword, which is the Bible. Stand together, let us fight. The unseen enemy with all God's might, tear down the barriers, the walls that divide. Let's change our confession. Let's speak to the soul. Let's speak to the mind. Confessing, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. That includes you, pride, selfishness, and all manner of sin. I will become one with him. I will be like him. I will allow change within Hear the proclamation, see the risen sun. Let us testify God is good. He has made us one. Calling all people, generations united, come, come, don't take flight. Our enemies not each other, don't be deceived. We are not each other's vice. Calling all angels, speak to confusion, speak to the blind, speak to the deaf, 
and those who straddled the line. Tell them there is no Jeremiah, no Gabriel, no Ken, no Barbie, no head, no tail. In him we are one. In him all prevail. No Jackson 5, no Osmond Brothers, no Melanin Full, no Melanin Free. No Democrat, no Republican, no in-between, no red, no blue, no correctional facility, no Park Avenue, no polarization, all neutral ground. He views us as one, you see, no impartiality. He has made us one, one love, Jesus, one race, human, one people, his, not up for debate. One people, moving in unity, distributors of grace, the faith of our fathers, the love of our mothers. Join hands and sing, my sisters, my brothers. Join hands to the Father, let us sing, free at last, free at last, I surrender all to thee. I surrender all to thee, yes, it's worth it, yes, there is a point. Devoid of self-centeredness, filled with generosity, then I can forgive you, then you forgive me. Jesus hereby grants true immunity. Unseen enemy, you aren't, seen, you aren't unseen anymore. Here we stand, generations united, knocking at your door. Now bounteously we look out for one another, even to our hurt. Brother, you need my coat, take it, and my shirt. Jesus imparted us in his love. Take it, break it, give it. It's the only solution. Giving of ourselves, oh, the possibilities, just you wait and see. We will win this war. Know the word, it is truth. Just wait and see. But not with human reasoning. I think this way and I think that. In the spirit we must fight, tearing down strongholds of evil delight. It's not what we say, I love everybody, I'm colorblind. It's not what we talk about. It's all in what we do. I am my brother's keeper. No longer false debate. Victors, will be, victors we will be. It's not too late. Taking every thought into captivity, we pick up our sword. With eyes wide open and ears to the floor, we stand firmly. We stand tight. Welded together, we choose to fight. The unseen enemy with all of God's might. One body, one blood, one name, Jesus. We command hands off our ears, hands off our eyes. Off our hearts off our mouths, off our minds. Take your hands off our families, our cities, our states. Take your hands off government officials. We won't spew your hate. In the name of Jesus Christ, the strong and mighty Son of God, here we stand, generations united and free. We see you, enemy, and you must flee. We close all the shutters, we shut all the doors, and in the name of Jesus, you can't live here anymore. We take back our country, we take back our turf. We take back our name, we take back our freedom, we take back our worth. We know who we are as we stand here and shout in the blessed name of Jesus, enemy, get out. Come in a little closer. Our destiny is nearly fulfilled. Come in collectively. Come. Come collaborate. Collaborate. Stand with me still. Still collaboratively, deliberately, let's fall on our faces. Let's fall on our knees. Worshiping our Savior, Jesus Christ the King, as one, his bride. That's what we were made for. No fuss and fight. We were made in his image for his delight. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. You can be set free. You can be set free. Raise your voice. Call on Jesus. You can be set free. Free at last I am. Free at last I am. All because of my blessed Savior. Free at last I am. Amen. Let's stand all over the room this morning. What God has said to us, he said, I've told you what is good and what I require of you to act justly. Justice is speaking for those that cannot speak for themselves and fighting for those that have no, no way to fight for themselves. That's what justice really is.
we are asked by God change that we are, we are admonished by God to love God with our heart, mind, soul, and strength and love our neighbor as ourself. We need to pray for this nation. We need to pray for this city. We need to pray for this congregation. We need to pray for ourselves that God reveal our own issues. We have people of multi-races that make this their church home. We have people that are in law enforcement and first responders that are good, God-fearing, loving people that don't discriminate. We need to pray for our law enforcement people. We need to pray for wisdom. But above everything else, in that prayer, God help me respect my fellow man. Help me respect him. Because that is what matters most. Join with me this morning in prayer, corporate prayer. We're not going to say the Lord's Prayer together. We're going to pray a corporate prayer together. You pray out loud, I'll pray out loud, asking God to move us to a place of respect in Him that we can reach out to others and show them the love of God across racial and cultural barriers. Amen? Heavenly Father, we come to you now as Generations United Church. I come to you as Phil Daniels, not just as a pastor of this great congregation, but as, as a man. And Father, I ask that you reveal in my heart, if there's anything in me, God, that needs to be dealt with, that, that is hindering me from respecting someone of a different color, then God, please deal with me on that. I ask you to for, forgive me for that, oh God. Help me, Father, to be a person of respect, that I give it, even before it's earned, God, that I give respect, based on the fact that that is a human being. Let there be respect first. And God, as we humble ourselves and as we pray and we turn from our own wickedness, Father, then you hear from heaven. You forgive us of our sins and you begin to heal our land. God, help us be a people of respect. That we love you with everything within our being and we love everyone that we come in contact with. And we choose the path of respect to open the door for healing in our church, in our city, in our state, in our country, and in this world. May we be more like you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the strong son of God. And everybody said amen and amen.